Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Steve Schellenberger. You're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals. Steve is the number one national best-selling author. He's successfully started 11 businesses in three separate industries. He is a highly sought-after keynote speaker and corporate trainer for organizations around the world, an executive coach, the father of six, and the founder of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Here is Mr. Steve Schallenberger. Welcome to all of our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you might be in the world today. This is your host, Steve Schallenberger. We have a fun guest today, and she is an entrepreneur, an author, a host of uh, the top-rated podcast on iTunes, uh, Business Rescue Roadmap. Stacy Pushel, welcome. Hi, Steve. How are you? Oh, good. So excited to have you with us today. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited. Okay, well, good. Well, before we get started, I'd like to tell you a little about Stacy. Uh, she is, uh, as I mentioned, uh, author, speaker, entrepreneur, and business coach. And at the age of 18, in her parents' backyard, Stacy began what would become the Academy of Performing Arts. And we'll hear about that perhaps a little bit later in our uh, visit today. Uh, today, the school serves thousands of clients in two custom-built Wisconsin locations, and Stacy is a sought-after coach for her experience-based counsel. As the creator of the online course, Get Focused Academy, she shares proven strategies to help women entrepreneurs achieve balance by focusing and acting on the most their most important goals. Uh, Stacy's... Uh, Driving passion, or her husband, Kent, and her two beautiful daughters, Tanner and Tegan. Is that how you pronounce her name? It is, yep. Awesome. Well, that's great. What a good start. And you, you've had so much fun, so I can't wait to hear about it. So, Stacy, tell us about your background so people can get to know you better. You have such an interesting background, and as you reflect on your life, what were some key turning points that ended up having a big impact on your future? And, and I think our listeners especially would like to hear about uh, your business in the backyard. Yeah, definitely. Well, yes, my, my background's a little bit more interesting, um, a little bit more unusual than um, some. However, it really is just taking my passion and turning it into a business. Uh, when I was 18, I was just graduating high school, and I, I didn't want to stop my dancing career. So I decided to start teaching dance classes in my parents' backyard, I didn't charge or anything like that. This wasn't a business. This was just something fun for free, really for me to continue and then to give back to the kids. So that's how we started. Um, and then within three years, it ended up, you know, friends, the dancers telling their friends, the parents telling their friends. And all of a sudden I was teaching a hundred kids in my parents' backyard still. So it definitely snowballed, and I would say that was one of the turning points. Um, it was me thinking, okay, maybe I have a business here. Um, I was going to school full-time um, at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, just about to graduate. So, you know, junior year, I'm starting to think, okay, what am I doing? What, you know, what kind of job do I want to get? So it, it, was a, it was a great time for me to get serious with this and understand, can I make this really, you know, a business in my career? Oh, well, that's terrific. Now, 
Uh, Stacy mentioned a couple of things that are really great there. First of all, I can't imagine what happened to the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Living <laughs> in those girls country, out there, we don't have any nice days, and um, anytime that we only were able to practice in the warmer months, so it we destroyed my parents' backyard. <laughs> and then when it got cold, we had a church that um that gave us their their basement to use for free because they loved what I was doing and the kids loved it. And it was just a great experience. Oh, that's terrific. Well, there's two things that you mentioned and I'm excited to hear about the transition of where you were and what happened as that business grew. Uh, And the fact that it was something that you had a passion about, number one, it was something that you cared about because it sounded like you were going a different career, a different direction professionally Mm-hmm. And yet you made a change there. Uh, so that is one big deal that happened, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, and you're right. I definitely made a, a change in direction. I was going to school. I was getting my business degree. I chose marketing. But, I mean, I was anticipating doing that in the real world, in the in a workspace, you know, working for somebody else and trying to get some kind of marketing position, right? I had no idea I was going to be getting a business degree and using it on my own business. So it's kind of ironic how that all happened. Uh, but, yeah, it definitely was a turning point for me, really getting serious and figuring out, is this something I can do? And that first year, I when I decided, okay, let's do this. I, you know, started a business. I incorporated. I was 21. I had no idea what I was doing that first year. It was. It made it so much more real. You know, bringing in money and all of a sudden having clients who are expecting much more because now they're paying for it. And it was. It was a year of chaos and overwhelmed and feeling, you know, overworked for making zero dollars. Now it's different. You, you're expecting to make money because now it is a business right so it was it was a crazy year for me and I received a postcard in the mail for an industry specific live event and you know speaking directly to me you know are are you looking to make more money more income more impact Uh, you know do what you love but actually have it help pay your bills things like that and I went to this event and it just blew my mind I had never learned or I I had never read a business book before I had never listened to a podcast any of that Um, And what's so funny is the first business book I read was because the seminar leader said, before you get here, I want everybody to read The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. So that was my first book I ever read at 21. And I should say outside of, you know, in school, what they were forcing me to read. Um, And that was a big uh, game changer for me, too. What a great book to get started on. Well, that's terrific. Now, really, a lot of our listeners... uh either have had a similar experience or trying to figure out exactly what they would like to do in life, trying to take their passion and, and turn it into a way that they can provide a living. And sometimes that's within an organization where they can make an amazing contribution. And sometimes it's as an, an entrepreneur outside of a business where they're working with someone else. And I like what you did, which is you're very thoughtful about, I mean, what was happening to you and paying attention, and at one point, it seems like it became obvious that you did have a business opportunity, uh, and, and that it was in alignment with something you like to do. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what happened? So, in other words, how can people find out, uh, build upon their passion, and turn it into something maybe that, that can support them? 
Yeah. Well, one thing that is really important to know is this wasn't like I just took this huge leap of faith and I put all of my eggs in one basket, right? I was going to school full time. I was on that mission to get a real job. So <laughs> I always tell people, you know, if you are in a real job, I don't suggest just quitting and starting your passion, right? You need to survive. You need income. So while I was going to school, I was waitressing and bartending, bringing in income while my business, um, before my business ever even made money. So that was a big thing to know. And I want to make sure people are aware of that. So, you know, you kind of have to do this side hustle, right? You have to use this, whatever you're in right now where the income's coming in, but then use that side hustle to work on your passion so that one day, all of a sudden your passion is bringing in more money than your day job. And it makes sense to quit and transition. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. That's great advice, by the way, is, uh, people, get excited about things and and they're not thoughtful about how to make a transition that is really a winning outcome yeah and, and definitely they don't, they don't want to put themselves at risk or their family at risk and so yeah one and and my thought is this and i'd be interested in hearing your thoughts is when you have this feeling and again i'm just I, I don't always say this, but sometimes it is within a company where you really get your wills. I mean, you, you know, you get it and you say, I can make a great contribution here and it can provide an enormous fulfillment for you within, within that company. And sometimes that's even, I, I call those being internal entrepreneurs where you use your talents and it's satisfying and you're helping a lot of people. On the other hand, some people just feel this you know, real desire. They want to do it themselves. And so what you're talking about is an orderly way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And you're right. There are, 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 that's a great way to phrase it. Internal entrepreneurs, right? Because they're, I mean, I have them, I have leaders within my brick and mortar team. So we have about 40 people that uh, run, help run my business. And we have some amazing leaders in there that absolutely could run their own business, but they don't want that. They love what they're doing. They love the values and the mission that we are, that we have, and they are 100% happy with what they're doing. So yeah, I think you have to really evaluate, uh, uh, what you want to do and what kind of responsibility you want to take on, right? Because a manager has uh, much less responsibility than the entrepreneur, the owner himself, if something were to happen. Yeah, exactly. Now, Stacy wrote a book called, Is Your Business Worth Saving? And I actually took the liberty, Stacy, to order this in advance and have read it already. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. That was so nice of you. Well, it's a great book and I highly recommend it, but she has a lot of really wonderful ideas. And, and before we talk about some of the things that you mentioned in this book that are so helpful, and I love them because they, they will help people be successful, is how about you? What's, what's one of the biggest challenges that you've had or set back in life or business? Uh, and how did you handle it? And what did you learn from it? So uh, many, many challenges. I mean, things pop up every day. I always tell people I'm a problem solver. I mean, that is what I do. I'm constantly putting out fires. Um, but something really big that I think of that I still reflect back on was when I decided to take my first location, which was very profitable, running really well. And I said, okay, let's expand into a second location. And when I did that, um, things didn't go as well as planned. I, I ended up running out of money towards the end here before the business ever opened, right? Because in a brick and mortar, you have a lot of constructions and things that you have to do to put up, to, you know, to get the space ready. So we ended up spending about $30,000 over budget. 
and it got really, really tight at the end. You know, I didn't know what to do, where to go, how to make this work, questioning, do I just shut this down? Do I call it quits and, you know, just keep the first one that's running successfully? So that was a really, really tough time um, getting through that. And it just shows you too, I already had a very successful business and sometimes your growing pains can really, you know, kind of push, come to shove and you've got to figure out what to do. So it's not like when you get to a certain, you know, six figure, seven figures, oh, it's just rainbows and sunshine shine, right? I mean, there are definitely some big things that can pop up and some storms that happen. So that was one for me. Uh, the reason, the way I got out of it, I was able, because I had um, a su successful first business and we had these systems in place and we were profiting and all of these customers, the bank was able to give me a temporary line of credit to get through that time to open my doors for the second location. And we, we got through it. We opened the doors and became profitable very quickly, was able to pay that line of credit back. Um, and now the second location is up, it's running and it's going so well, so happy that I did that, even though, yes, it was definitely a, a harder time in business. Okay, good. Well, I appreciate you uh, sharing that because uh, we sure learned to get get some street smarts, don't we, as we go through these yes. things? <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, and a couple of learning lessons for me was I should have had that line of credit sitting there no matter what. They always say it's, it's easier to get a line of credit when you don't need it than when you do, right? Banks don't want to give it to you when you're, when you're bleeding, right? They want to give it to you when you're healthy and, and it looks really good. So I should have had it already, but I was lucky that I had a bank really backing me and they understood how my business works. Um, and then another one is I should have been over-prepared. If I thought that that build out was going to take 70,000, which is what I was thinking, I should have had that 100,000 sitting there just in case. So you have to be really, really ready and kind of overthink some things to make sure that you don't put yourself in a tough, tough spot. One of the uh, banner retreats, if you will, that we have, Stacy, is a we have a two and a half day entrepreneur success boot camps in the mountains of uh, near Park City, Utah. It's an, oh, great. Yeah, it's an extraordinary experience, but that's exactly what we talk about. And uh, we talk about the type of things, what are the things that you want to have prepared in advance, but sometimes you don't know until you've gone through them. So that's right. why something like a podcast is so valuable where you're able to listen to what other people have gone through. And so as we think about that, what are some of the important tips you might be able to give our listeners of things that you wish you had known when you were starting out. <laughs> you just shared a yeah. couple of great ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, because it, it is, it's just learning lessons. And when I came into the online space to coach, one of the things that people said was, oh, well, if you, so you're a new coach. It's like, well, yes, I'm new to coaching. However, I have 14 years of experience of real life experience in business. And that has to you know, give credibility to what I'm doing. So, and I think that's why my business um, quickly evolved and I was gaining more and more clients because people could see that I had built this business up and that I'm, I'm still running it today. So um, one of the things that I would say would be be consistent, right? I, I think that some of us, we want to be everybody, everything to everybody. And we have to be really, really careful. You need to find your true self, whatever your business is standing for, who it's targeting, and then you need to be consistent, right? You have to make sure that everything you put out there has that consistency so people can know, like, and trust you very quickly because you're not throwing a curveball at them when they think you're something else, right? 
So I think that one is huge. Um, and that goes along the lines with being authentic, right? You just, you need to be your true self because things will come out and people will see that. So people want to see the true you and you will attract people that want to work with you and you'll repel people that you don't want to work with. So it's really great when you can bring that out. <laughs> great idea. Yeah. So in other words, uh, and let's talk about, uh, you mentioned uh, online business, right? Yes. And one of the things you talk about is such a huge, huge part of business success today is what's happening online, what's happening on the internet. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is totally transformational what's going on in our economy, uh, not only today, but over the last decade in this area. And it is just going to be accelerated. So uh, how can a person uh, start an online business or how can you be successful online in a budget, a budget that works? Yeah, so when I came into the online space from the offline world, I spent way too much money. I mean, I was thinking, okay, no, this needs to be high end. I need to hire the best of the best. And now I discover, you know, there are so many amazing free tools, low cost tools. Um, I would highly recommend starting small. And then when you bring in, you know, a little bit of income, then it's time to up level and make some changes. So, you know, for instance, when I first came into the online space, I had my YouTube channel going. I had a videographer come to my house filming me. I'd sometimes get my hair and makeup done. Now <laughs> I jump on Facebook live every day with my iPhone and a light that, you know, like a $20 light that shines at me and I'm good to go. Right. So you can do things like that so inexpensively and people like it more. They actually will feel more connected to you because it's real. It's live. There's no edits or cuts or, you know, anything like that. There's no redos when you're live on Facebook or any, any other kind of live streaming channel. So I think that is one of the things that I would do is just get out there. And, you know, if you have a smartphone or, you know, anything like that to help you get in front of people and get on video, video is just the fastest way to get people to know, like, and trust you. So it really, really is a, an easy way to get in the online space. Okay. So what's, what's some of the best stuff you've done? Think about some of the best things you've done like that. Can you share yeah, one so, or two? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I'll give you some tools that I, I love. So good, like I good. said, I mean, I shoot my my videos on my iPhone. I have I have the nicest like iPhone that's out right now with the biggest amount of storage because in, in the online space, you don't need a location and you don't have expenses and overhead and things like that. So what you do have is you need online storage. So don't be cheap with your phone. That's the one thing that you want to make sure you have that storage with. Um, I use Dropbox and I pay for it. So I get the upgraded amount of storage, things like that. And it's so inexpensive. I think Dropbox is like a um, hundred dollars for the year, right? And you can save all your videos and things like that. Um, I love using uh, Canva. Canva is a great social media tool where you can very easily create a graphic post it to Facebook. I mean, really, if you have Facebook and the free Canva version, you can be making posts and engaging and then using your videos to really engage with people as well. Oh, and one tool that I use that I want to share, because um, lighting is a huge part of video. You have to have great lighting to make yourself really look good on video. And one of the really inexpensive lights would be chat light. It's only like $29. It's really inexpensive. Um, will make you look amazing. Oh, those are great ideas. And did I read somewhere in your book that uh, on your website, you actually have some of these little help ideas and some references to them? 
Yeah, definitely. So my website is filled with free content. Um, we have like a resource page you can go to. But yeah, if you just go right to stacytushel.com, um, and I will spell that because that's a little difficult. So Stacy is just with a Y, S-T-A-C-Y. And then the last name is T-U-S-C-H-L. Okay. So stacytushel.com, tons of resources. Well, I know no nobody has ever mispronounced your name, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Only every day, let me tell you. <laughs> Okay, so to teach our listeners how to do it, Stacy taught me how to do it. Just think <laughs> of pushel, like tushel. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's great. Well, those are good ideas, and indeed, uh, that's a that can have a big impact as we're build, building our brands. Is uh, just using effectively uh, social media. Definitely. Okay, another facet of business and managing growth is to know how to delegate, say, versus outsourcing or, or something else, at least knowing how to maximize the best use of resources. So uh, as we are exercising our leadership and management, as we're trying to grow the work that we're doing, uh, from what you have referred to as a solo entrepreneur to building a team, how have you learned to manage delegation and outsourcing? Yeah, the managing is the absolute most crucial, critical part of this. People always, you know, they'll hire somebody or they give them people that they're working with a job, a task, and then I'll have a coaching client go back and go, well, I mean, I'm giving it to her, but I'm not really sure if she's doing it or she's getting it done. And it's all about the managing, the keeping accountable, right? So we use tools, and there's a bunch out there, but we use tools like Trello or Slack. Um, Asana is another great one where you can actually, you know, write down tasks, have deadlines, assign it to them. But then for me, what we do is we have at least a weekly meeting where whether it's me talking to an employee or a manager talking to an employee, we meet together and we go over all of the things on their to-do list. So instead of wondering, did this happen? What, where, where are we at? We make sure that we refresh and kind of get back to that basic point of going, okay, where are we at right here? Did we hit our deadline? And if not, why not? What can I do to best serve you, best help you hit those deadlines? Okay, that's, that's really great. What are some of the, you've mentioned just a couple outsourcing uh, references. Uh, how do you decide what, who, who is a useful partner for you in outsourcing? Do you have some practices that you do to vet who might be good resources for you and your organization to be more effective? Yeah, I think it first starts with discovering what position you really need. So when I know that I, I'm starting to get a little overworked and I need to start taking things off my plate, as I'm doing my day-to-day -day tasks, I'll start to make a little list. So if all of a sudden I'm, you know, let's say I'm creating social media posts on Canva and then I think, well, this could be something I could outsource. And you have to kind of understand there's going to be things you should be outsourcing because they're inexpensive and somebody could be doing them at a much lower cost. But then there's also things that you're just not that good at and they might be really expensive to outsource, but you know you need to because you need to up-level that business and make sure that you're doing that specific task at a, at a higher level. So I'll just start making notes of that. So maybe I'm in Canva and I'm thinking, okay, I could outsource this to somebody for $10 an hour. Or maybe I'm in Canva thinking I'm out of my league here. I need to hire an expert who can come in here and make these graphics look, look amazing. So as I'm creating that list, I'll start to look and say, how much work do I have here for what type of position? 
Or is there somebody that can create, that can do both of these items? Or, you know, maybe I need to outsource some things in my podcast and graphic design. Well, does that really go together or do I need two experts or two employees? So just things to think about. Okay. Well, that's great advice for our, our practical, workable advice for our listeners. I was just thinking about this idea of delegating and how do you keep your employees aligned and one of the things that we have shared uh, in not only our entrepreneur uh, success boot camp and our we have a, a two-day breakthrough leadership conference is something called a strategic rhythm setting up a rhythm within an organization and as our listeners are listening today Stacy is really talking about this, and this is one of the things that successful leaders and managers do. In other words, they start at the very top, if you were to imagine a pyramid, uh, with, okay, what's the vision and what are our core values? This creates our culture. And then having shorter-term goals, two to five years, and then annual goals, and then it works down to a quarterly connect uh, formally with your team. But then did you hear what Stacy just mentioned? is then having a weekly uh, connect with your people to stay on track. So there's this natural rhythm versus a routine that keeps a vibrancy within your organization. And, of course, then that comes right down to the day-to-day where the rubber hits the road on daily execution. And uh, so it's been fun hearing Stacy talk about that because it's one of the things I'm sure that's helped you be successful. Yeah, definitely. Great point. Yeah. And uh, I just, what final tips do you have for our listeners today, uh, Stacy, to be happier, healthier, and prosperous? Well, it's going to sound a little um, contradictory, but um, I think to be those things, you need to be uncomfortable. You need to get out of your comfort zone and just do something out of the ordinary because that's where growth happens. And that's where some amazing, incredible things will happen in your life and in your business. So, um, you know, I have a seven-figure business, and like I said before, it's not always sunshine and rainbows, right? There are definitely some harder times, and there are also some times where you get really, really comfortable with what you're doing, and you start to plateau, and when you have those plateaus in life, that's when you really need to make sure to get out of your comfort zone, and whether that's, you know, reading a different book, you know, something new that you've never read, or following a different mentor, going to a live event that you've never gone to, just something to get out of your comfort zone and kind of stretch yourself a little bit. Oh, that's great. Sounds to me like good, better, best. Never let it rest. Yeah. <laughs> Until the good's better and the better is best. And, uh, yes. In other words, don't let yourself become com- comfortable. How can I do this better? What does my best mm-hmm. look like? And, and where all these things lead. Now, because we have like a, an extra minute, I know that you've talked a little bit about the importance of having tech tools that are needed to run your business or your organization well. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, my favorite tech tools right now that I'm using, I am loving Meet Edgar. Uh, it is a social media scheduling tool. So not only does it schedule, but it actually keeps your life. So what happens is if you were to use Facebook or go on Hootsuite and you schedule this post, once you schedule it and it, it's out, it doesn't reschedule itself. Whereas in Meet Edgar, it will actually take that post and put it back in that library and Meet Edgar knows when to push it out. So it's like having a virtual assistant help you with your social media or a social media manager. Uh, That's one of my favorite tools. Love that. 
Um, I'm also really loving Trello right now. Uh, Trello is where I keep all of my ideas, uh, what I'm working on, my projects, collaborations, right? So any businesses that I'm collaborating with with or would like to, uh, I even put in Trello uh, podcasts that I want to get pitched on, pitched to or, you know, where else should I be sharing my expertise? What live events would I love to speak at? So it's just a great way to get all of my ideas down in one place. Awesome. Wow, what fun ideas. Well, I cannot believe that our time is up. I mean, that has gone so fast today. So, Stacy, how can our listeners learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, well, um, a couple places you can check me out. I have a podcast called Business Rescue Roadmap on iTunes and Stitcher. And then I also have a Facebook group. And this is just the place where I hang out every single day. You'll see me in there doing Facebook Lives, giving inspiration, support. And there's, I think, around over 600 people in there already, all entrepreneurs really looking to take their business to that next level. So if that's something you want to get into, you can go right to Level Up tribe.com. So again, it's people looking to level up their business. So it's leveluptribe.com. Awesome. Oh, it's been so fun having you with us today, Stacy. Thank you. And thanks for having me, Steve. This was great. Okay. Well, the ideas you've shared actually can really be helpful to anyone working to be successful within their organization and, and life generally. So we wish you um, all the best as you're making a difference in the world. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much, Steve. You too. And keep up what you're doing. Your book, everything incredible. Oh, well, thank you. And to all of our listeners, never forget, you too can make a difference every single day of your life. I'm Steve Schallenberger with Becoming Your Best, wishing you a great day. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. We want to know what your big takeaways were, so head on over to becomingyourbest.com and you can find all the information about the podcast right there as well as the show notes page where we'd love to hear what you thought about each and every single episode. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a rating and review. A rating and review is by far the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because it helps other people find out about the show and decide if this is the podcast for them. So now it's all in your hands. It's time for you to go out there to take action and truly start becoming your best.